Welcome to the Trophies and Medals podcast where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? Welcome back to the Trophies and Medals podcast. It's your boy Batman with the Eptide crew. We got Eptide King and Tony Love in the building. What's good, fellas? Uh, Everything's good. All right, got a few things to cover today. We're going to go over the NBA bubble, uh, getting close to playoff time. Uh, TJ Warren, NBA players beefing. Uh, we're going to go into Deion Sanders' comments about players sit, sitting out during this, this upcoming season. Um, we're going to discuss the versus battle with two chains of Rick Ross, um, the mail-in votes and more. Um, but first thing first, I'm going to jump into the NBA. So, uh, y'all, yeah, one quick thing I wanted to say, new, new, uh, red flag alert. Don't <laughs> trust no heifer that don't like Anita Baker and Sade. Damn. Now we okay. can go. Yeah, we have to come back to that one because I need I got yeah. questions. I got questions on that. I, <laughs> how you don't like neither? Okay. But um first thing up uh with the NBA bubble, uh, again getting close to playoff time. Um if you've been watching or at least watch any news channel, you've been hearing that TJ Warren has been going off and giving people buckets. Uh once playing for the Phoenix Suns, now playing for the Indiana Pacers. He's uh he's pretty much going against LeBron, going against all the top talent and still giving buckets. Uh, for a person that was once traded for money, pretty much what y'all think about him redeeming and, and probably getting him a big check? I like, I love respect the fact he took that personal, that cash consideration. That sounds bad when you get traded as cash consideration. Like that's not even a number put there just right now. They're considering <laughs> what the cash amount is. You we'll know, figure that like, out later. You know, people don't think about that. That's not even a good look consideration like uh we'll talk about it later what you want to compensate me for for this and everything so they had a minute to sit there for like he must have had a couple of boys making fun of him about that and then he took that highly personal like you say he was already having a pretty decent year already but he just took it even more personal and that scowl look that he got that they've been doing that meme that he's falling mm-hmm. he's possessed right now like he yeah. is beyond focused I mean, it's kind of like, um, and Tony Love, you probably know more about this for baseball. Like when they someone gets traded, traded for a player to be named later. Yeah. Like I never, yeah. I never understood that. Like, we're gonna make this trade that, now, but we'll figure out. We'll, we'll give you that, something. That, that, that's exactly what that is. I mean, exactly I still don't understand the rules of that, but. Right, I thought that you know that's a good call on that. I was up there. That's even cold too. Well, just get get him out of here. We'll, we'll, we'll do another. <laughs> we'll do right. another leg. You know, and and the best example of, of that was um, I don't know if you saw the movie Moneyball, and mm-hmm. uh, they they had uh, with the Oakland A's and uh, David Justice got traded from the Yankees to that, and uh, they, they were talking about, hey man, and David Justice was like, man, you gotta save that 
save that pep talk for them. I'm good. Like, nah, man, you need that pep talk. It's like, well, who the fuck? It's like, I ain't paying you. What you mean you ain't paying me? I'm on your team. No, the Yankees are still paying you. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Cool. So you might <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they pay for you not to be here. Damn. Yeah, they will pay. That, but they will pay to get rid of you. I said, damn. But um, but yeah. So T.J. Warren is balling. Um, like I said, expansion, expanding his range to the three-point line has made a big difference. And they still got a solid team between you know Oladipo, looking like he's trying to come back to old form. You know, still yeah. got Turner, um, the younger Holiday. So um, they look like they're trying to do some damage in the East. Yeah, um, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. The Suns are now the only undefeated team in the bubble. And, uh, I mean, he already gives people buckets, but it just seems like – well, winning makes a difference. Like, he always got points. But when you win and score points, I think that that's what brings more attention to you. The whole team been playing good across the board. Yeah. yeah. Rubio um, getting everybody involved. Um, DeAndre Ayton has been solid, um, being consistent, actually trying to play defense. And Monty Williams – Monty Williams, yeah. Monty Williams. We should have never let you go. Hey, big head. (laughs) What we said the other day. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm happy for him, but it it just still sucks. But, you know, and we'll get into that more, uh, you know, and when we're talking about his gentry, you know, we'll have a whole spill on uh, good old gentry uh in his in the Pelicans performance in the bubble. But but again the Suns are doing great. I don't think they make the I don't think they make it in. Um nah. it's gonna be it's just gonna be tough. I think they'll be better now that uh Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt for the Grizzlies. I think they'll actually be a better matchup against the Lakers because um without Jaron Jackson Jr. John Moran can't do it by himself. Right. right. So I was I would prefer the, the the Blazers or the the Suns to get in because they're a fully loaded you know they got a fully staffed team and um, make it more competitive and be on point. Mm-hmm. Now the Lakers don't want to see no Trailblazers coming there. That's for sure. They, they sure don't. don't. They don't they want don't, no guard play. No guard play. And Skinny Mello is out here balling, so they don't want mm-hmm. the front. And they got a real big man. That's the they other have, part too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, exactly. Where Anthony Davis will have to really play on both ends. So that will wear him out also. Mm-hmm. So that's okay, a so bad, that would be a bad match. What's the starting five for the Blazers right now? Do they, they have Melo at the three? Or is he yeah. coming off the bench? No, he's a is is uh Dame CJ. Please Dame CJ Melo uh Nurkic. Nurkic. And, um, no, White Side's not starting. I think Collins is starting. Collins starts. Okay. Um, and then they got, like you said, Whiteside off the bench, Gary Trent Jr., uh, Simmons, Simons, whatever his name is. He's a baller. Play, yeah, play that's playing really good. It's Terry, yeah, at, um, it's Trent. Gary yeah, Trent Jr., yeah. yeah. His, you really know, the Simmons with Shaq of the Swack. Yeah. So he's doing it. That's why I said even they, they bench is still up would be a matchup problem for the Lakers. That's why I said this would be a bad matchup for them. Any team with good guards is going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. I ain't looking good for the Lakers right now. Me personally, I don't think they're coming out here with this chip. I, I don't um, see. I I still think LeBron is kind of tanking a little bit. I think he's kind of coasting. 
that's true. Kind of picking his spots too. Like I seen, you know, you'll see like he'll go on a five minute stretch where he attack. So you can look at it two ways: either he he's re- he reserving himself, or he really can't do it for the whole game. Yeah, I suppose like he's probably most likely like just tanking and just just look how to just keep loose so that when the playoff run starts, then it's all full blast because he know he's gonna have to probably put in a lot of energy, especially being the point forward. Yeah, on defense, chasing them guards. And yeah, also and everything. You know, he can't he ain't got the Luca game. See, everybody can't do what Luca be doing in these shit. Oh, right now. yeah, that's another one. Hey, oh. he's he out here just <laughs> killing. Like with no that's people say he's not athletic, but he is stupid strong. Like, I don't know if y'all been seeing, like people are literally bouncing off of him. Yeah. Um his change of direction is crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's just showing you like you ain't gotta be fast, you just gotta get get to the spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he good. And you when can't push hit- him off. Yeah, know when to make the move. He knows how to bait you in to hit the move. And and he just does it with such ease and grace. It's just crazy. And that, that passing ability it's is good. Yeah. Audacity to go and they want to rebound. That's even more right. disrespectful. Well, this is the thing, though. Like, they make that mistake of putting somebody small on them. You ever seen them put, like, a point, a, a real point guard on them? He kind of, like, laughs at that shit. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going straight to the block. But the, but the thing I, I hate about him is, you know, I, I know there's the Larry Bird comparisons and, and and everything, but, you know, they're talking about, well, he couldn't shoot the three like Larry Bird. But Larry Bird didn't shoot the three all that often. He just famous for winning that three-point contest. Yeah, that one he didn't time. really shoot threes in games. Like, like talking yeah, about. no, he, he didn't really do that. So, I mean, I, the, the comparisons are legit in, in my case. In, in my no, opinion, I, I just I, – he's more, he's more James Harden than – Larry Bird, like with his moves, the moves that he's making, there's a lot of step back, a lot of hesitations. Larry Bird didn't have that ball handling like that. Yeah, Larry Bird I, was a great instincts in passing, but he's okay. actually like driving in, weaving in and out, get there, kicking it back out. Larry Bird was doing, yeah. you know, giving goals and touch passes and stuff like that. This dude's actually point guard and come off pick and rolls and diamond out from there. So, and that's, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that step back is highly disrespectful. Yeah, he he getting that mug from a good 30. Right. 30 feet out. <laughs> so but yeah, I think I mean Larry Bird, if he was in a different time, like when Larry Bird did shoot threes, he he probably made a good 40%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he just only shot two a game if that, you know, for the average of his career. And and what I hope for, you know, looking at Lucas game and you seeing that he he's been you know, before coming to NBA, he was pro overseas. A four years strong, so he was playing against grown men. I'm hoping that a lot of these kids to avoid. If you ain't trying to go to college, the game, the European game, has stepped up. Yeah, yeah. thirteen. Yeah, he's been in the pro league since thirteen and stuff. That ain't even right for him to yeah. already been grown men that young. And now he said that's why he that's why he said players be bouncing on because that strength of his. He's so strong already. Using that body already that solid. Now wait till he actually get more in basketball, like in American NBA shape. Yeah, actually Still, lifting weights and stuff like that. Right. It's gonna be exactly. He's only twenty one, so you know it's just like that's scary. That he's just not even touching sitting in his prime yet. No. Oh, God. Because what you call him? His shooting is still not that great. He makes timely shots, but he's only shooting about 30% from three. Yeah, so yeah if he it's can, low. It's pretty low. He's averaging almost 30 points without hitting a high clip of three. So if he improves that, 
you know, that's that's going to be a problem for the league. He cuts back on the threes. He easily, he can easily average thirty four points a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't shoot the threes to keep you honest. That way, he can give you you know the, right. the hesitations and stuff. Hesitations, right? Yeah. So you got to be honest. Yeah, you got to respect him from all angles. But like you said, he does his thing, and he gets to the line, and he rebounds too. Yeah, the rebound, the rebounding is what kills me. As soon as he grabs it, he's gone. You know, so you ain't got to wait for the outlet pass. He just grabs it and he go. Kind of like Scotty Pippen used to do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, slow motion version of Scotty a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of the the Mavs, uh, another player balling out for them is Porzingis. Uh, yeah. Then they get confidence. He's building some confidence. Yeah, I hate to see that, but you know. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. Well, Especially man, when he caught that oop the other night. He knew that was going to happen, though. You that know, boy shooting that thing from damn near half court. Yeah. Right. You knew they were going to click eventually. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I mean, it's the perfect matchup because they both yeah. they both are mismatches, whoever guards them. Either too small, uh, they, they don't want to go out there. You know, it's – yeah. It's, it's, it was a great move by the Mavs. Don't they have uh, Boban, too? Yeah, they got Boban, they got Seth Curry, they got Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr., they got Trey Burke. They, they on the slick has, you know, made this up a little squad and now Lua Luca doing it doing they can eventually get free agents to wanna finally come to Dallas. Oh, that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. Um it depends what what type of player you think they need with them. You know, maybe like another wing player. Um, yeah, you don't need wing, you know, and a couple of defensive stoppers and stuff like that, that's where it's going to get more real and stuff. But yeah, they yeah. definitely want to get somebody else. And then them double-digit assists, that's going to attract a lot of talent. Right. Because you got to think about it, some of the cats they got on the team now, they ain't really that highly talented players, and they getting easy shots. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Dallas is, uh, they working with something. They definitely going to make a moves. You know, because they traded the draft pick, so you definitely got to go through free agency. So, and they got players they could probably package up and trade too. You know, yeah. So they got things. They doing some things and stuff. So I think they're in, they're in a good place. They're in a good. They putting themselves in a good position going forward. They, their future looking bright. Them and Atlanta did a good thing with their trade. That little draft day trade where both teams benefited to mm-hmm. the fit the styles that work for them, and just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Young definitely, um, regardless, you know, people sleep on him, but, you know, he's, you know, he was an all-star starter. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a win-win, regardless of what Luka is doing. The fact that you, in that trade back, you got additional picks and an all-star starter in his, what, third year? Second year? Yeah, he was a second Second. year. Second. Second, You know what I'm saying? You know, he he dropping 40s on people. You know, he another one shooting from damn near half court. So, it's a win-win. Like you said, culturally, I think it was the best move. Yeah, exactly. Fitz in Dallas, Trey Fitz yep. in Atlanta, and that makes a big difference. Whether you win or not, you still got to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I can see the idiots out here in Atlanta talking about Luca Trash because he ain't Duncan. You know, some yeah. some stupid like that. So <laughs> yeah, he ain't, he ain't he ain't fun enough. But now nah, Luca gets loose. I like what Luca be doing out there. Mm-hmm. And he be talking shit in different language. <laughs> so. Um, who else? Lakers uh clinched first first place in the West. 
Um, I don't know how big of a deal that is since you're playing the bubble, so there ain't no such thing as home court advantage. Right. Um, so it's just a matter of seeding, if anything. Um, Pelicans probably are out. I think they say the Blazers win is a clinch. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think that the Pelicans, they have a group of talent, but I don't think the talent message is, is, is guard heavy. Like half yeah. the teams, half the team is guards, like point guards, not just saying like six, six guards. I'm talking about point guards, people six, four, six, three and under. And, you know, it's, I don't think Gentry is the, is the right guy. I know it's easy to say in hindsight that Monty would have done a better job, but true. But you I, know, I don't think Gentry is Gentry is not the guy to to hold people accountable on defense. I guess that's my biggest thing. Well, yeah, he's all about all about defense. And that's where they get hurt at is on the defensive end. Because I, no, I thought you know, my opinion. I, I thought what's his name having Okafor and Williamson in, in the paint would have helped better defensively. But they don't even play Okafor. Hmm? They rarely yeah, play yeah. Okafor. Yeah. I mean, at all. I forgot he was on the damn team. You're right. Because he the year before, he you know, he was handling business. And then... I don't know what it is. Yeah. To me, like... I mean, I know he's shorter, but... Like, I don't understand why Derek Favors is getting to start and die. Like, he doesn't make any impact to me. Well, he's six eight, six nine. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Why he? Why he's at a five? He comes. I feel like Favors would have been better come out the bench with the experience. In, in that's what I thought they was, how they was going to use him. Yeah, see, that's, see, that's why we said Gentry got to go. Dude, I'll deal um, with time before I fucking deal, they keep dealing with this shit here with Gentry right now. I think Tyron Lue will do way better than this. Yeah, honestly, you mm-hmm. know, and Alonzo Ball got to go. I can't yeah. take the broke jumper no more, nigga. This broke jumper and this back of free throw shooting for a guard. A guard shooting 50% from the line? Nah, nigga. I, I, I and tried. he can't finish. And, yeah, and can't finish. This is bat- three. Now, passing abilities, rebounding, defense is on point. But for a second, you're a second overall pick, and this is still where you at. Ah, this got to go. But, um. Yeah. And, and like you said, the accountability is there's no accountability. Hey, I need you to work on this in all season to get get to that at this point. That there's no accountability. And another theory, um, one of my, I think I, I don't know if I said this before, but Brandon Ingram and Zion don't seem to mesh well when they're on the court together. Um, I, I remember we talked we talked about it a little bit. I I can see, but I, that's why I think it's as more gentry though. You know, right. You know, Brandon Ingram is going to dominate the ball, but shouldn't I don't see it as much as these in the games I've watched. They don't run enough pick and roll with Zion and Brandon Ingram involved. Like, well, that's, if that's your two best players, you want your two best players in, involved in the play. So whether it's Ingram and Zion or Holiday and Zion, because Holiday and Anthony Davis ran a whole bunch of pick and rolls and throwing lobs and stuff, but I don't see that combination as much or – I don't know. It just it just seemed like the offense is is always going three different rate, ways depending on who's in there. I think I think you know you, you have to use Zion like they used him at Duke. At, like at Duke, they ran no plays for Zion. 
they ran nothing. Brandon, let Brandon Ingram do his thing. Zion will clean it. Zion will clean it up. Are yeah. we going on fast break? <laughs> Let's go. But I think that's the thing is they they may be trying to force the ball into Zion. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I oh, saw he, today, they they did a couple of post ups. Like it's like uh, he's posting up Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is a, a you know a solid defender. I don't think he's ready to to be taking you know Rudy Gay in the post. Um, 15 feet out. And I'm saying in the, on the block. I'm talking about like 15 feet out. He's trying to back down Rudy Gay. That ain't going to work. Right. And that's what we're saying. That's why, like, they, they're they not using it. They're just using the, these players all wrong overall. So that's why, like, yeah, team is still overall decent team. But it's like you said, they're just not using the personnel well. So that's why, like, he got to go. I don't see Jason Kidd coming. Kidd staying right there in L.A. You know, he's waiting. The, the Laker job, because Volk, you know, if they don't want the title, they're going to fire Volko off the spot and just give it to Kid. They just ain't want to give it to Kid this year because he just went through all that extra stuff that he did once again off the court, doing too much. Mm-hmm. That's all, but he's basically in line to get that. That's why I said maybe a Tyrone Lou. Um, Tyrone, I feel like we it's the only option really out there. We're not nobody giving Mark Jackson a chance. We just can throw that in for life. Um. Hey, yeah, I saw, I saw his name floating for that uh, Brooklyn job. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it happening, but anything is possible, but I still don't see it happening. But like I said, it's not many coaching options out there on top of that. So it's just like it's very – but I just think Tyrone Lewis would do a hell of a lot better than what Gentry doing. Mm-hmm. I, I just take a chance for him. And you would have to pay a whole lot of money for him to, to come and coach. Mm-hmm. Also, but I think on, on the other side of that, for that Mark Jackson, uh, you know, not be able to get a job. I remember hearing an interview about you know why a lot of these these old school coaches are getting back in the NBA because today's NBA the, the coaches the coaches don't have that full autonomy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you, you know, guy like uh, Rick Pitino or Larry Brown, they're gonna want that control. They want they want to have that full say, that final say, and those days are gone. And I think that's what ran Mark Jackson out of, one of the things that ran Mark Jackson out of the Warriors, you know, him having that control, him having his word be the final thing and, and not listening, you know, have that boardroom input. Yeah, it's had. definitely different. Yeah. yeah, It's a different yeah. era, man. It's a different mm-hmm. era, and it's it's a it's a player's league. Um, in Mark Jackson, Jackson case, you know, he got undercut by assistants, you know what I'm saying? I think that's another thing. Assistant coaches, there's high, there's too many high-profile assistant coaches around the league um, so to the point that you're always looking over your shoulder. It's like having in football a pro bowler as your backup, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or a or, or number one pick as your backup. You're going to always be looking over your shoulder. Like they say in football, the most popular guy is the backup quarterback in the, in the city. So the assistant coaches, like if you think about around the league, there's a lot, it's way too many head, former head coaches that's one or two years out of being a head coach that are assistant coaches yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Versus having a guy that's been working his way up for, you know, 10 years being the video guy, being the coordinator, assistant, and then, you know, being the lead assistant. Now it's just, oh, you get fired in Memphis? Oh, well, you can come be my assistant head coach the following yep. year. Yep. And that leads to too much turmoil because now everybody's going to – well, the players especially, they're going to go to that to that guy as being an assistant. You know that player is going to complain more so to the assistant coach than they do to the head coach. Yeah. 
Right. right. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't get what. Why, why do the Clippers have both Tyron Lue and Samson? On on that. <laughs> like to me, it doesn't make any sense. It's like overkill. <laughs> right. It's overkill. Like I mean, I get I get having the most talent on your team. Doctors you know, ain't great. Doctors trying to pass. Fuck man. Doctors want to just chill out during the week. Let these cats do all that work, and then he just do his thing game day. Yeah. That's what that's what I think that's what I, I can see. That's where so they can Doc, run the practice and he ain't gotta worry about nothing. Yeah. And he already knows like I can see Doc. I, I can just see that with Doc. In Doc right place, now. yeah, in Doc's position, he's not worried about somebody jumping in and taking his spot. Right. But the but the average coach in the league, you know, they can't have high profile guys like that. Right. That's gonna always be the conversation. And 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 the same could be said with uh Mike Brown and Steve Kerr, you know. Uh, Steve, I know Steve Kerr had those medical issues. And Mike Brown back. stepped in. And Mike Brown went undefeated. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. That was when uh, what's his name? Uh, Luke Walton. Luke was, the, was, Luke the, yeah, was on. The, oh, okay. but Mike Brown had a little run too. Yeah. As well, but yeah, man. You know, that, I mean, that's a good job though. That's another thing. The system assistants get a lot of money too now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'll, I'll take that job any day. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You, you, the bullets don't come at you, too, at the end of the game, also. So. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, more in the bubble. Um, you know, I know with what's going on, you know, the NBA is being aware with the, with the movement, Black Lives Matter, but still basketball. It was a matter of time before people start squaring off. Um, so yeah. first up, we want to go over. Uh, so Dame Lillard missed uh, two clutch free throws. Uh, I think it was yesterday. So uh, Paul George and Patrick Beverly uh, was clowning on the sidelines, pretty much talking about talking about Dame time and this and that and the other. Um, of course, Dame Lillard came back as always. He always ready to take shots at back at people. You know, talking about sending both of them home. Dame showed us he ain't got no friends in the NBA. You are all mm. associates. Fuck <laughs> all you. At the end of the day, and he ain't got no friends, boy. He, he's a throwback in that in that matter. Um, I think if it was anybody else, they probably laughed it off. Uh, you know, giggle along with him and shit like that. They ain't gonna play that shit. Dame, to <laughs> Oakland to the fullest. They said, "I sent you home, and I sent you home." <laughs> right. Look, you went join a whole nother team because I sent you home. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part about it. He was like, he, you know, keep running away from the grind and, and jumping teams and chumps. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on, man. I mean, damn, he was bound to have a, a bad moment. But, yeah, they but they took it too far. And I do not like Patrick Beverly as is anyway. So, it's like he the last person I feel like needs to say anything. I think he's hurt too many niggas in the league. Off of his recklessness, it don't make mm-hmm. no sense. The last person need to be saying anything. And you can tell Paul George wasn't about that life because he automatically went to, you know, I'm thankful to have got through six surgeries and this and that and the other. He, yeah. He, he, he ain't about that action. Even his life, why he trying to take a his wife trying did to, that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, even um, Paul George's wife trying to take a shot in dance. Um, sister came in there straight called the chick a hoe. I said, Oh, shit. oh man, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, Can't that's messing with the local people, man. 
Leave Oakland alone. Yeah, dude. They, they, they definitely in that, that top five crew of cities that just ain't wrapped too tight. You know, mm-hmm. smaller cities that, that they got a big city vibe, but it's just a smaller city, but they ain't wrapped tight. They definitely in the top five with, you know, I say, of course, us. So you got New Orleans, you got Oakland. Detroit. Detroit. Gary, Indiana. Gary, put Gary <laughs> way ahead of uh, Detroit. Yeah, yes, you don't know about that. that Gary, Indiana life. And, yeah, yeah. and um, Cincinnati. Mm. Cincinnati yeah. is another city tread lightly. That's a lot of rappers. Mm. T.I. lost. T.I. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Peters said he got shot at Cincy. It's real Cincy. Cincy, different energy. Yeah. So, like, you know, honorable mentions could be um, Indianapolis ain't rap tight. <laughs> Little Rock. Yeah. Yeah, Little Rock ain't rap tight. So, you got some cities, yeah, that's in there that's smaller, but they got that kind of big city mentality just to tread lightly. Yeah, because uh, even Tito Jackson was talking about that, you know, when they, they, they asked about uh, Joe Jackson. And, like, uh, you know, does he get a bad rap? He was like, yeah, he gets a bad rap. Look. We was in Gary, Indiana. All, I mean, all the friends I had, they either dead or in jail. So yeah, mm-hmm. he had to be tough on us. Yeah. Right. Oh, Milwaukee's another city. Yeah. Milwaukee ignorant too. But it's long because a lot of Chicago people be running from Chicago to go to Milwaukee. So that's why Milwaukee don't be wrapped tight. So yeah, so you just got that. But yeah, so Dane, Dane just been on. Yeah, Dane would. Yeah, he. Wild enough for a second, but you know, he just let people know, watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a bad day, but don't trust me, it ain't gonna always be this way. Yeah, he uh especially if you get in the playoffs. I think he get in the playoffs, I think he's gonna uh cause some havoc. Yeah. But but like I said, it was a matter of time. Who else? Giannis got pushed down by the dude from the Nets. Nah, uh, nigga. Yeah. That nigga, that dude was damn near body slam. I'm like, God damn. That's what he gonna do today? In the neck. I mean, he, I like whatever Giannis was doing to him. He had enough of it. He said, "You gonna learn today." I, I ain't no regular. I ain't, I ain't this typical NBA. I, I don't care who you are. I ain't take too many little long, sharp ass elbows from your old damn plastic man arm ass. <laughs> Watch I take that shit. Yeah, totally love. But big elbows. Me, that shit hurt, dude. I honestly didn't think I was doing elbows. I was always told I was doing, I thought I was doing Jim Brown forms, but it was elbows. Brown forms, that's my work. We playing basketball and you talking about some Jim Brown. Y'all confused you, sir? That, 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 that's, that's, that's what I was doing. I'm sitting there, you know, I, I saw you know, everybody, Jim Brown said, man, anybody do a stiff arm. You put a good form on somebody. You know, they get their mind <laughs> Yo, you was hitting elbows. That was elbows, nigga. I thought I was doing four. Nah, nigga, that was straight elbows. Niggas, there was, there was, nobody out here screaming for play play. Elbows hurt. <laughs> we <laughs> overreacting. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> we, we didn't know about no flop life. We were flopping out here in these streets back then. I had a spot. I yeah, was yeah, yeah. my spot. Special spot, all right, dude. If you trying to get in my spot, oh, yeah. No, seriously, seriously, I mean, I, I, I never, 
I know. I can tell you didn't know because you kept doing it. (laughs) All I will say is being the younger one, going back to Laplace and playing against kids my age, it made it so much easier. <laughs> like I even I even called fouls. It was just no, well, it's part of the game. I gotta finish through that. <laughs> so um another person that um and actually due to a hard foul, Aaron Gordon and, and Kyle Lowry got into it too. Uh this is my first complaint about this situation. Aaron Gordon should have jumped off a two and bodied his little ass. That was the first problem. But instead, he jumped off on one and went up weak. So I kind of blame Aaron Gordon for this. But he went up off on one, and, like, Kyle Lowry grabbed his arm, came down, tweaked his knee or whatever, whatever, so they exchanged words. But first thing first, Aaron Gordon, you what, 6'9", 6'10"? I need you to jump off two and, and, and kill yeah, jump off Kyle two Lowry. feet off every time as a big man like On that. a baseline like that. Just, just kill him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, he, and he ain't going to jump no more. But I think he just thought that he wasn't going to – do anything and uh, make sure you know you're on the ground grabbing your knee. So he called cussing him out. Kyle Lowry gave him the room number. Uh I've been waiting on that one. I've been waiting on somebody to say meet me at you know how they always just say meet me in the back or meet me in the uh, the hallway. <laughs> now they talking about meet me at the room. Yeah. Well I like all people Kyle Lowry really like we really yeah, Philly. Philly oh, cat. Philly cat. Hey I will say this. Kyle Lowry, no definition by the ass. He a type of cat that he's like a little Wolverine. Ain't gonna be too many swings. It's gonna be a couple swings, a grab, and a, and a slam. <laughs> that's what that's gonna be with Kyle Lowry. He ain't gonna be swinging too many hands. Well, he ain't gonna get that weight on you. Yeah, right. And I say it's about his matchup, whoever he matching up against. Like I think I just I will say he would probably take Aaron going because Aaron is kind of soft. So I think he will take him. So, I, you know, even though he's a big man, I still think he'll take him with ease, sadly mm-hmm. to say that. But, uh, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I give Kyle Lowry the edge. Like I said, once he gets his hands on him, got that grown man strength, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but trust me, we all know the king of, like, hey, meet me outside. It's mellow. And then Garnett talking about your white teeth like hunting that Cheerio. Then he was at that fucking bus. <laughs> I mean that's a whole different level. I think that was just a situation more so than his all the time personality. But uh yeah, I think that he pushed that button. Everybody got that button, man. Everybody got that button. And then Melo was at that bus near and Garnett was nowhere to be found. We already know Melo had knocked out niggas in clubs for a lot of before niggas, so they didn't know what Melo doing in these streets. Yeah. So I like of all people, I don't know. Garnett just felt a little froggy that day. I'm like, dude, really? Mellow? Garnett always feel froggy until somebody jumps back. Yeah, exactly. Until you definitely. Because uh, that's the same thing with uh, Villa and the Way- Villa and the Waver. Uh, they called him out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I ain't say you look like a uh, cancer patient. I say you was a cancer to this league. Like, yeah, really? Come on, dog. <laughs> Own it. Just go right. Ahead. <laughs> I'm bro, yeah, he definitely. No, he said it. That's that's a gift. He definitely said you look like a cancer patient, man. You know that man ain't got no eyebrows and all that shit. <laughs> and I was, you know what you said. Come on, cut it out. Cause anybody else would have said that shit. So that's why we. That's a common thing to say. Mm-hmm. So it's um, what's it going? They're going to be uh, 
Man, definitely, especially when the playoffs start, there's going to be more friction. You know, it ain't going to be Black Lives Matter. <laughs> it's going to be these hands matter. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the first full-fledged fight to happen. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen in this playoff. I can, I can tell because Cats going to start getting frustrated being locked down like this and they're a bubble. Somebody going to snap. Mm-hmm. That's a given. Somebody about to snap. Just wait to see who, is, who the magic person is. Exactly. I, I got to see you every day. I know where you at. Mm-hmm. Right. Catch me up. Oh, I, can, I, can, I, I can hear about what you hey man, they over, they over there in uh, LeBron room sipping wine. They talking about how he was a bitch ass the other day. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's another Yo. thing, too. That's, that's why they say it's kind of like high school basketball with AAU. It's like they all in the common area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like. You know, the regular NBA where you play a game, you get on the bus, you go to your separate, and you're gone. Nigga, we in the same place for the next three months. Mm-hmm. Right. Ain't no getting away from it. So those people, like you said, like Pat Beverly, like Pat Beverly's going to talk a lot, but mm-hmm. is he going to be just as reckless now knowing that you're in the same perimeter? Because all it takes is for you to be going, going to the ping pong room Somebody, somebody jump out the bushes oh, on your right. ass. <laughs> yeah, like you with a two piece. George, yeah, like Paul Jones out there on a boat fishing. You know, at least somebody around there go crying and catch you slipping, coming out there trying to reel in that boat. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's 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 gonna be entertaining. Like you said, especially when playoff come come and it's gonna be uh that frustration sets in. Uh, yeah. all that time pass. Mm-hmm. These, they, I ain't gonna lie, these eight games is taking fucking forever. I ain't gonna even lie. I know. It's been like they've been playing like two months already. <laughs> yeah, like, it's been like the longest eight games I've ever seen in my life. Like, and it feels like every day there's like 10 games going on. Like the games right. are starting earlier. I like that. But it feels yeah. like it's a whole bunch of games, I guess, because they're starting earlier. Yeah, but it's still like, damn, man. Like, we didn't hit eight games yet. This, and then talk about the playoffs ain't starting till next Sunday. Or is it Saturday? Like, Saturday. Most like, it's most likely going to be the weekend. That's what they always do. They wait till the weekend. Yeah. True. But it's like, damn, man, this is getting get started. So. But, like we said, next week should be entertaining. Like I said, when the playoffs start, that's when the money was going to be made. So, yeah, more to Philly come done. on that. Right. Philly oh. Done. So, let me ask y'all that's about Philly. Cause I saw this. I don't know if you saw Bleacher Report talking about Ben Simmons to Cleveland. Oh yeah, I did see that. So I, I know, I know, I didn't say Cleveland before, but just kind of saying like, if you take Ben Simmons and put him on a team where he's kind of like Giannis, I guess you could say, and just have shooting around him, like play him at the four, and have a bunch of shooting around him, like yeah. That will give him the space that he needs and don't have to worry about Embiid being in, in place. Yeah, whack ass Embiid, fucking sick and ah. Yeah. But, I'm a, but I'm gonna tell you this though, this is my prediction, and this is my theory. I think the league, if Philly gets to the to the finals, not the finals, just the Eastern Conference Finals, Ben Simmons is gone automatically, regardless, because they're gonna try to, they're gonna try to. They're gonna have to make a determination of who's the man in Philly. You know what I'm saying? So if Philly makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals, Ben Simmons is gone. If they lose in the first round, Embiid gonna be gone. I just think they can't they can't have both of them. 
it ain't gonna oh, work. But I, I will say I could see Simmons. They getting rid of Simmons before Embiid. I don't see nobody want to touch Embiid in a bigger picture because because of his injury history. I mean, you can now say that with Ben Simmons now with with this will kid a kneecap. I mean, What's I know it wasn't. Fr- like, I mean, I know it wasn't fractured or anything like that, but still, that's yeah. still true. Still scares my skip. But yeah, MB has a longer prefer, track record. Yeah, but I still think they'll still prefer Simmons over MB because if he won't lose no damn weight neither. On yeah, top of it, yeah, Ben Simmons has at least a consistent work ethic. Yeah, he's MB. he's in phenomenal shape at all times. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be six ten chasing point guards on defense and, and still be one of the best defenders in the league, right. um, and lead the league in steals and all that good stuff. Yeah, that, that goes a long way. I, I will never forget Al Hofer's face when it beat went down. Like, just he's sitting on the bench looking at me like, I left Boston for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, damn. damn, I fucked up. But another, I mean, I think I, I mentioned this before, like Ben Simmons, if Golden State, if I'm Golden State, I will give everything to get Ben Simmons. Really? So if they get like, say they get the top three pick, a top three pick, I'll give them that pick and and maybe another future first, and a couple of players for Ben Simmons. So you you have you have Ben Simmons at the three. You, you'll play Draymond at the five and Ben Simmons at the four, or whatever you want to whatever you want to call those two in the post. I'll play Draymond and Ben together, Steph, Clay, and whatever random guy. <laughs> and, exactly. Oh, Andrew Wiggins. They got Andrew Wiggins. So yeah, yes. So think about that lineup: Draymond, Ben Simmons, Wiggins, Clay, Steph. All Wiggins gotta do is just dunk and block and just try to play yep. some form. That's all he need to do. And he good money. He get his. He better than Harrison Barnes. Yep. And he's gonna be the third. He's gonna be the fourth best defender on that starting lineup. Yep. So that to me, to me, if I'm the if I'm Golden State, I'm trading everything for that. Yeah. Baby ankles, uh, Steph ain't got nobody. Them, 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 them baby ankles he got ain't, 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 and he can't, can't guard nothing. Man, that, he can't say baby ankles no more, man. That's been about six or seven years. Man. Right. Come he didn't want two MVPs. Yeah, let that go, man. <laughs> let that go. Hey, them ankles still, they all who they are. That's what pisses me off. Like, yo, you still can drop this thing off. Them ankles ain't never developed. Oh, That's some shit. The league for he, he, even he know that, man. Go ahead. I ain't trying to fuck no, with him. No, hey. Niggas that don't attack this shit. Keep attacking them on weak-ass ankles. Nigga, what the fuck? That shit hurts me. Take him out. <laughs> I, I, I didn't did three months of rehab on this before. I ain't doing going through that again. Right. So I, I'm just saying. I'm just getting bad when people don't, <laughs> don't attack this nigga them damn weak-ass ankles. That's all I'm saying. That's That's all I'm saying. So, no more, no less than that. I mean, well, you, you got to look at it. You risk attacking him, and you're gonna have to. You, you're gonna meet that barrage, that that second line of defense. And right. if you don't make it, he already down. Down. He on the other side of the court shooting a three. <laughs> three. Yeah, like I said, I still won't get him. I want him to hurt himself on that court. Guess what? So I attack. And at least if I get his ass off that court, I feel better. And, and, and then on top of that, NBA is not gonna let that. Happen. That's what I'm. That's the <laughs> fact. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna stop you from attacking him. They're gonna act like you charging or traveling every goddamn time. It's some bullshit. But I get it. I get. Look, it. Under Armour's big. 
in some places. Oh, dang. <laughs> hey, we're gonna let it be damn under armor shoes. So those shoes look nothing but like PGs, which they fucking yeah. do. They kind of do. They don't kind of, nigga. That's the fucking exact goddamn shit. Hey, Dame ain't in no, cartoon Dame. shorts. He's all Kyrie's. They did look like the Kyrie's. They were like the Kyrie's. Yeah, but Dame, yeah, Dame said that. But yeah, Dame, Dame ain't cutting no shorts on nobody in the league, boy. Don't like nobody in the NBA, but he ain't got no friends in the NBA. No Different friends. cat, man. Yeah. No new friends. Um, moving on from the NBA, um, this is a confusing topic for me. Uh, Deion Sanders has criticized uh, players that are sitting out in the 2020 football season. Um, I think one of the comments he said is that the only only people that are needed are, what do you say, referees? And I know referees is one of them, but it's just saying that, you know, they can always be replaced and the league will always go on without them. Um, with all that's going on now, I'm kind of surprised he said it, but I'm not surprised. Um, with him being the employee of NFL Network, of course, he got to protect the product, but to take shots at players, I think I was just kind of, especially a lot of players look up to him. I just don't see why he went that hard with people thinking about their, their personal safety. Not because of, you know, selfish reasons, I guess you could say, like a, a serious health reason to to not play this upcoming season, especially with the NFL not having really anything lined out to, as far as what they're doing with, with safety-wise. Well, the only thing safety-wise was Denver, where they had that little spray as the cast was going and disrespected and stuff. Like, this ain't going to work, but I, I respect you trying. I like that you yeah. try something to at least pretend like, you know, y'all care enough to at least, you know, walk through this mess of fucking – Disinfectant spray and shit just to try to keep, but yeah, I think Dion, he's in his old ways, and Dion is not about leaving money on the table. That's right. He's a, he ain't letting no money on leaving money on the table by no shape or form. And there's a reason why Hall of Fame players don't become Hall of Fame coaches or GMs. You know, expectations they, they, are different. <laughs> yeah, the expectations is different. That 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 dog mentality is, is not the is different from everybody else on that team. You know, that that's what propelled you to your greatness. And for him, he can't fathom the thought of, you know, having any reason not to, to not fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only Larry Bird is the only player I've ever seen in any sport that was at least decent as a coach. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, yeah so, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. Isaiah had a tiny run. Because he was the Pacers, too. Yeah, but he just couldn't He couldn't act like them. Chicago ways was just strong. And then uh, Mike Dicker, as we saw, Buddy Ryan was the only reason he won. Right. Yeah, once Buddy Ryan left. He was just basic. He, 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 yeah, basic. Basic, yeah. Just average, no different. But, yeah. So, but like I said, Dion, you know, he, he just always think about his upbringing and the sacrifices that he made and everything because he wanted to make sure I'm great and everything. But the money is different. Yeah. Everybody, money different, up, upbringing is different. You know, this generation just see things differently. They see the bigger picture. They ain't trying to walk around here with a damn near a toe, a toe missing. They don't want the problems. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, you know, they can make enough money and still know they can live off of it. 
flip it to something else going forward where, you know, I just get beyond the old school mentality that he has. It's just why he just, he said what he said. So I'm not, I wasn't surprised by it, but I was just like, damn, damn I thought you would at least be hearing these kids out just as much yeah. as you. Especially since he has kids that's coming up right now right. about to play. But at the same time, he's probably teaching them the old mentality. But, I mean, one thing I've been thinking lately is like, even if somebody sits out, this is still the time that, that will separate you from the, your competition as far as how hard you work. Like, you can still mm-hmm. work hard and, you know, social distance and or not play in the league and stuff like that. But you can still work. You still, you know, you still got to get out there and put in the time and the effort. Yeah. So, you can you can tell, like the NBA, you can tell the difference of players that's been chilling or just quasi staying in shape versus the one that actually was really still working on their craft. Lonzo, Lonzo, TJ Warren, that's, that's, that's two, two, two opposite sides of the prison. Yeah. yeah, strong different side that you can tell who was doing what overall during that three months being out mm-hmm. and things like you're correct. So you'll see the same thing with football. That's why it's going to be worse for football. I think a lot of players, they're actually doing the right thing by sitting out because you're not properly training. And you ain't getting contact. And you get no contact, you know. It just you you work out different when you in training camp than you just regularly working out. It's two different worlds. Yeah. So there's a lot of cats getting hurt out there, pulling stuff, tearing stuff because they ain't get that proper contact, like you said, or the real football conditioning that you do to be in shape. So this is not going to be good for a lot of players, and especially if you know a lot of players that's in contract years and stuff. Yeah, losing, losing a lot of money. Right. Like, I respect a lot of the college kids right now that knew that they know that they pretty much a solid first, second round pick. Go straight mm-hmm. to the draft. Don't even take that chance. Just work out and be ready for the draft. And, and I think also, too, uh, I saw, um, who's that? Well, one of the guys on ESPN, I can't his name uh, escapes me, but he was talking about a lot of these players are hoping that you opt out. Your, whoever your backup is, oh, they're hoping you out. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. It's their time to shine. True. And that's, that's going to help them out mm-hmm. also. It's like, it's still, I look at it, it could be still a win-win because, like, even with these players opting out, there was already an agreement put where they their jobs are safe and they're fine. Like, they can still come back to the team next year. And, like, you know, you know that's – Technically, some NFL BS does, but you know they'll still cut you away mm-hmm. if they want. They find a yeah. reason. So, but they still say you guarantee your spot sticks if you come back. We, right. you know, only time will tell how that that'll play itself out. But you know, it's not that many players. I mean, well, they said what it's been like almost seventy players has opt out. The NFL. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think so. That's not hey. like that bad. Overall, and it's not like the only high profile one you had was CJ, most, most you know, mostly from um the Jets that kind of the linebacker. High tower for the Patriots, yeah, high tower for the Patriots. So you, you're not having really strong high profile players opting out mm-hmm. and everything, you know, so you just go from there. So it's not too bad. Um. I know Raheem said they're getting weekly tests. He had to get tested. 
So Right. Well, so they I, said I just, once they get in, they said they're going to do more everyday testing once they actually get into training camps and stuff fully. I don't know. It's just like with football is different from basketball because there's so much you got to ship for a team. You know, mm-hmm. it was a 53-man roster. That's, yep. that's helmets and pads and probably backup helmets and pads for everybody. Mm-hmm. Staff, trainers. Yeah, they, they know, fall under baseball. That. They fall under that baseball category of, you know, the, the only thing is at least they don't have to travel multiple times during the week. It's a once-a-week mm-hmm. thing. Right. But it's still, it's still traveling. Yeah. That's what's going to get you. Getting, getting on and off those planes, even though it's a private jet, they're still being in that confined area. Right, but they're not confined in their hometown or where they live at, neither, though. They're still out and about in society. About. <clears throat> oh, they get out and, and about. You, and you're putting too much on them to make the right decision, as we've seen with baseball. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the casino. Um, that's... Yeah, yeah exactly. Nah. So... It's gonna be interesting to see how this is gonna work yeah, out. Yeah, it needs the you need to get that bubble mentality going. You need to have that put in place. And yeah. I, I saw the Saints they they cleared out a couple of floors at one at a New Orleans hotel. I'll just so, say I saw uh, Saints is actually trying to do that bubble. They're trying to do it as a bubble thing of just keeping the players one spot. This is optional, right? For players and staff. Um, so I know players have opted out. Do you think, can y'all see a head coach opting out for health reasons? Nope. Nah. A lot of these co- there's a lot of these coaches up there in age, so. Yeah, but we ain't seen it, you know. Just, you know, having, well, you know, you had Philly coach tested positive. Sean Payton tested Sean positive. Sean Payton tested positive. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but they, no, no coach is actually thinking about you would think like Andy Reid would think about it because it's just uh, – I know he's too much of a football guy to live from Oakland. But I said he should think about it, but I know mm-hmm. – I'm just saying he's not going to – like he definitely falls on the lines of he definitely should do that. But uh, I can't see no coach at all. They just – they're too prideful and they just – they just and they just eat, live, and breathe this. They don't yeah. know nothing else. So they, I can't see them just sitting themselves down. To not to not do this, so you know I can't see it. All right, next up, um, I would say we had a, a big versus battle this week. Um, I know we discussed it last episode as far as kind of saying it was a mismatch between Two Chains and Rick Ross. Uh, however, this may have turned out to be the most entertaining versus battle that we've had so far. Yeah, with the battle of two true niggas that just happened to make it and got money. They gonna show you <laughs> how to live it up with this money to the fullest. So I know the thing that I missed about I was looking at it as a as a battle. Going song for song, this and that and the other. These two gentlemen entertained us. <laughs> They brought talent to the versus battle. You know what I'm saying? Had the, had the uh, exotic dancers. We had massages. We had champagne. Like, they was, we had Wingstop Wings. They was, uh, 
this was pretty much a party, man. That's what that was. There wasn't no battle. Like, that was a get together of just two niggas that just like, I got money. Life is good. We just gonna have fun. We gonna just jam out to our music. And y'all just gonna watch how we chill, how we jam out to our own music. At we Rick Ross's place. At, At his Rick compound. His compound. Dude, Timberland made a special trip down there just so he could be on the compound, you know. He so, knew it uh, was coming up. He knew it was coming. Yeah, so he said, "I want to go. I want to go out here and chill over here with Ross. Ross's massive house here. That thing he said, thank God, I'm, I'm a Vander Holyfield build, but couldn't keep mm -hmm. it, and I got it on the cheap. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Super cheap. cheap. No, yeah. no, he got on the." I mean, I know he got it for cheap as far as what it's worth, but I'm just saying, like, it still ain't cheap. <laughs> no, no, dude, like, that shit is under $5 million he paid for cheap, though, dude. Like, that... I know that. That's what I'm saying. Still, that's still a lot for, for a house. That nigga, like, that nigga got, like, over 100 acres. I know. I'm saying, dude, but still, for, like, the average... For the average music cat, they can't afford to be buying no $5 million houses. Well, see, we ain't worried about the average. We talking about so-called music <laughs> act like they got money. He mm -hmm. that's a deal. Five five million a house in South Lake. That ain't you ain't getting even an acre. Shit. Mm -hmm. You can't get an acre in South Lake <laughs> for what wrong <laughs> for that in Atlanta. Right? Well outside of Atlanta. And this dude got one of the, he actually has one of the biggest pools in the United States. <laughs> Still. Mm -hmm. that, that's the kind of compound he had, but like you said, getting massages. Having dancers coming in, they went all out. They did a great job. This was some good pure ignorance. Raw songs still hit different. Mm -hmm. When they came on, they just they just hit different. Even though Chain showed that he got some songs, and he did his I thing. I told y'all he had to go. He had to dig into the mixtape uh, stash. So smartly he did that. Right, and the features also. On top of that, he had to go feature strong, but it just. Ross still, you know, they went, like, some people would take a shot, someone, dang, what, is this a Drake battle? Because they both got a lot of songs. A lot of songs with Drake, yeah. They both do, man, but did, you know, Ross had the leverage of having Jay on several songs mm -hmm. and everything. So it was, like I said, it was definitely entertaining at the end of the day. I will say, yeah, 2 Chain did what he had to do to keep relevant in this, when it just wouldn't be like a flat out ass whooping. Yeah, he had to go with the club bangers, the stripper songs, you know what I'm saying? So, right. uh, like you said, Rick Ross song was just, anytime you hold a, heard a girl, girl say uh, Maybach music, you knew a fucking classic was about to come up. Yeah. Right. And it so. was just, his DJ, his DJ, which was on point too, even though that's like his, um, it's actually his A&R. Because he helps mm. pick a lot of, helps Ross pick a lot of his beats. And that's his um, regular DJ, even when he's touring and everything. And he's known... This kid, since he was like 14 years old and everything, but like the kid got a good ear and he, him and Ross, they know how to pick. Yeah, man. But, but yeah, that was that was some good entertainment. It, 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 it was definitely entertaining overall. Just definitely needed that. But I mean, it's to the point that, especially with DMX, from Jill Scott, Badu, DMX, and Snoop, you gotta, you gotta take the battle off the title. Like it's just a versus. 
I don't even know if you can call it versus. I mean, I know that's the, the, the name, but, like, it's not really a battle no more. Right. Cause, well, I know. Cause the vibe that we're having with these, right. with these better, better and better artists. Well, now I know they were talking about, um, I know Swiss was talking about Diddy is really ready to battle somebody, and they kind of left the question of who it's going to be. I still say it needs to be JD, and they only need to do the battles of remixes. Yeah. <laughs> they only do remixes only. They ain't got yeah. to do that. That would be a, that's a huge catalog of, of remixes. Just do the remix. The, you know, because JD's stuff is way, his catalog way deep, deeper than, I know, of course, Diddy has Bad Boy, but people just still underestimate JD. And this damn catalog of music this dude has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he don't get the respect he deserves. Cause like somebody was saying, yeah, I don't know why I was, you know, JD only got them kitty songs. Uh-huh. He got some kitty songs for your ass, all right? He gonna show you better he can tell you. Yeah. Like, money in a, money in a thing. Jagged is tracks. Um, Usher tracks. Usher, Usher tracks. Right. Mariah Carey. The Brat. The Brat. Um, he got a lot of stuff. What the Mary? We said Mary J. So, well, yeah, I didn't say that either. Yeah, he got Mary, Mary, Mary J. Yeah, he got Mary J. Joints. He got Ja Rule. He got uh. Yeah, I oh, can't live without you. Him and Jante, um, he produced it and um, Jante wrote it. Okay. Oh no, that was Michael. I might have. Well, no, Brian Michael Cox. They all in that wheelhouse, but it's like. He's worked with everybody. Um, Neo, Usher, you know, Mario, Monica. Yeah, Monica. Monica, yeah. You got the Monica tracks, you know. You you got to tread lightly with JD. You don't, you know, you just don't think about it. go back it. and look through that, yeah. I mean, I do that all the time with Apple Music. They got a, you know, when they do behind the boards playlists, like I'll go and listen to them and just be like, damn. Did not know that. Like, like a whole bunch of the Babyface joints. It's like after you hear it, you're like, yeah, it does sound like a Babyface song. Yeah, that, that's why. I, that's why I, I say when uh, Teddy Robin and Babyface went up again, because that was a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Babyface has had his hands on way too much stuff compared <laughs> too to too much. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that stuff. Me, me, and Ty King still talk about. Like, wait, he did that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like so Wait a second. You can kind of hear it, but like that production wouldn't be. I wouldn't think he would do a production like that. But it's like he has a distinctive sound, Babyface. Even though it may be a slightly changed, you can once you compare it to something else, you can hear mm-hmm. you can hear the similarities. You can tell yeah. that's his his particular style. Same yeah. thing with Swiss Beast. Same thing with Timberland. Same thing with Manny Fresh. You know, uh, you know, yeah. he got that same range. Well, I would say his song with um, Babyface, the songwriting, you can tell the words, you can tell it's a Babyface. But sometimes his production is what catches you off guard because you would never right. think right behind that kind of a beat. Oh, JD even got Escape. You know, like people forget, yeah. you know, all the hits from Escape. It is like Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. Mm. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. Only people on so was on so so deaf now. So you know you gotta remember these things, Nelly. Yeah. Then of course one of the greatest <laughs> mixes that he did with Drew Hill in the you know 
In my bed. Yeah. That's why I said they should do yeah, the I'm battle. Do some, I'm gonna do some research on that. It's kind so, of so so underappreciated. So, so underappreciated. I mean, yeah, you. They only want to think. I don't know why they just only want to think about crisscross and bow wow, but it's like really. This dude has done a lot of songs with a lot of artists throughout this industry. I think the other part about it is that he did get assassinated by Eminem, too. <laughs> when Eminem and Dre was beefing with Jermaine. Yeah, I know. That, I that kind of, I, that swung the popular opinion. So, like, so yeah, Jermaine Dupri definitely got a, um, a catalog that's different than most people think. He has two Diamond albums that he executive yeah. produced. Like I said, when people, that's what I was saying. Like, once once you have somebody that was so popular, like Dre and Eminem, attack you, people forget your work and just say, go with the current time. It's like, oh, well. What, what, what did they attack him on? Refresh my memory on that. Well, because well, like, like, he was out here being really hot, man. And I think people was giving, like, saying he's just as good as Dre. Yeah. But then, like, Dre Eagle wasn't trying to hear that. This is like right when Eminem was hot, but then he did the. You had the Usher and the Mariah at the around the same time mm -hmm. that he dropped and these albums did, but you know, he's talking about where he ain't hip hop though. Yeah, so, so like basically Dre was saying in the song, like, I ain't had to do with a 10 or 11 year olds talking about yeah. his record sales came from actually producing good music versus selling to kids or whatever. So And that's when it kind of made Jermaine step up and then drop these classic R and B albums. Then hey, now what you gotta say, and then it's kinda like Nobody wants to remember that part. They just stay stuck on what Dre said, and nobody wants to side with it. But now they went once he did it on that. They said, "Well, you still ain't done nothing on hip hop." Well, Dre mm -hmm. don't, but Dre ain't known for nothing on R and B like talking exactly. about exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like what Michelle is the best he, he probably pulled off. That don't Maybe. count. Nah, well, yeah, it wouldn't count. So that's what I'm saying. So you know, but then JD has. He's a balance of kind of both, but he is more R&B then, but he has a hip-hop vibe in the R&B songs. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, so he's still in the mix of it. So, but that's why they try to take the shots later. Yeah, your only hip-hop hits is with kids. And yeah, you don't really know it's, you know, outside of that. But shoot, the brat was the first female artist to go platinum. Mm. So, you know. That so, says a lot. Yeah. Right. And she wrote a lot of stuff for her dog on Chris Cross. Back in those days. And Bow Wow, right? Yeah, man, she wrote some stuff for Bow Wow. Yeah, um, LeBron and T.I. wrote a lot of stuff for Bow Wow. Um, change the speeds. I'm, I'm kind of curious about this, this topic. So I know the past few episodes we've been talking about red flags, dating red flags, but uh, Inside King had a a big red flag that I'm I'm curious. I need to know who this person is, but you break that down. It don't matter who she is no more now. She's gone, but she definitely, that devil was a red flag. And even when she told me that, she said, is that a red flag? I said, yeah, this, this, this red flag is for sure. And then now you, you, you see, she sealed the deal on it being a red flag now that she ghost out and everything. I said, yeah, just, yeah you ain't. I've never heard nobody say, I, you know, I've heard people say they may not be a super Sade fan, but it's like respect. But I ain't heard nobody say they ain't like Anita Baker. Before, and she like, ain't like both. She don't like, uh, she don't like, 
neither one. Anita Baker was the first time I ever heard the term backed by popular demand. That's a good call, dude. <laughs> but that was the first time I mean, Anita Baker at the Santa Theater. Backed by Back popular demand. <laughs> Hey man, I, I especially if you, how can you not like either? Like, I can understand if you're not into R and B. So the so many like I said, did she was she into other R and B artists? Yeah, into other R and B and everything. But she just said, yeah, she said those two she don't like because she was looking through my vinyl. She was looking through my vinyl collection, and she saw I pretty much have all of the. I have the first, you know, I have like the main Anita Baker on vinyl. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, I see you really love Anita Baker. And I said, yes, I fucking do love Anita Baker. She said, yeah, I'm not a fan of her and everything. She said, oh, you got Shade too. I don't like her neither. I said, oh, shit. Okay. She said, that'll like Red Flag. I said, uh, yeah, that's Red Flag. That's definitely Red Flag. Now she gone. So I was definitely right. That was <laughs> So, it, it, yeah, it didn't sit well. And, you know, now, you know, and a, the crazy thing is, too, she, she um, came and hollered at me. I didn't try to even bother her. She came into my life and invaded me with this negative energy. I'm talking <laughs> about, I don't like Sade and Anita Baker. That just, like, did not sit well with me by no shape or form. I, and I, 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 put, I put the nail in the coffin of, this Metroplex is so fucking beyond band now. I gotta get the fuck up out of here. There you go. Part of camel's back. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh, you know, I, I wish I could be as good as the man that Anita Baker's always singing about. That is so funny. I mean, <laughs> I mean you apologize, nigga. <laughs> and that's probably that's the only time you heard a woman sing about apologizing. Or like she even say, I just want to, that's just the thing she say, like, I want to, you know, you bring me joy? Mm-hmm. Body and soul? Yeah. Like, yeah. perfect. From beginning, from beginning to end, 365 days, days same, old, same old loving. You, you ain't got to change it up. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Consistent. <laughs> You know what? Nita might have. I was saying this. Nita might have fucked me up, nigga. Why? I got high status for these heifers out here, man. This how it's supposed to be. I was under the impression that this is how it goes when we come to this party. You know what? Low key thinking about it. Nita might have fucked me up, nigga. I need a lot to you. Nita put unrealistic expectations in my head, nigga, that I be looking for these heifers. Hey, <laughs> hey oh, your, girl, your, your girl might be on or something. Nah, I don't like. <laughs> that sounds too much like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We might have stumbled across something here. Why I'm still in these streets the way I am, man? I got high expectations, nigga. Hey, I will say this though, like they uh. There are things like that. I, I really say this, like, what you're attracted to, I, I definitely say is highly mental. And something has happened along the way to influence you to be attracted to that. So, yeah, you know, like you said, whether it could be Anita Baker, whether it could be music, 
you know, like for example, me, like if you go back and look at my track record, everybody I dealt with looked like Pam and Gina. <laughs> yup, <laughs> this is facts. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? This is, this is facts. <laughs> so love like yeah, yeah. Like I can literally like our, our guest last week did that. She pulled some side by sides and was like pointing out people since like high school and was like, oh yeah, th these people look alike and these people look alike. And I'm like, oh, you may be on to something. That's a you know what? That's a good point. You know, like you know, I'm. I'm still trying to figure out, like, why do I keep picking chicks that, like, act like dudes? They got the dude mentality, act like they all hard and shit. But then they come there with my ignorant ass, and then all of a sudden they won't be emotional and won't cry and shit. I'm like, I thought you was fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be hard for me. I, I ain't got to be like this no more. <laughs> I said, oh, no, now man. you sensitive. When, when does sensitivity come? <laughs> Like my favorite, I'm from Fort Worth, and, and? I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> so, so I ignorance, you know, I can be, we can both be just as ignorant here. But they yeah, call it man. Fort Worth, Funky Town, or whatever they say. Yeah, 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 Funky Town and all that foolery. But yeah, dude, damn, dude, I'm, you think, dude, I think the songs like some of my favorite freaking artists now have shaped me with my mindset and why. Remember that nigga, I like Luther, I got do. I got playlists with a Luther, Luther Vandross and freaking Lionel Richie. Nigga, that ain't good looks. Hey man, them songs, think about it. A lot of these songs, especially I know for me, Anita Bacon and, and Sade, before I can make proper sentences, I had them songs embedded in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like before I even knew who Sade was, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as putting a face to the name, it's just like, I knew those songs, like, by heart. Yeah, and then when you saw the yeah. face of Sade, you was like, oh, my fucking God. Mm -hmm. this, my uncle this, had, like, a this beautiful ass woman just singing like mm -hmm. this? Yeah, I'm done for life. See, it's Sade so wanted your flaws. I don't care. <laughs> you Right. By your you, side. By your side. Is, is, is it a crime? Your love is king. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga. Nigga put a crown on this nigga. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah man, he, that's nigga, a lot of me. Nigga like she bought that, she bought the side chick life and everything. Niggas like, oh god, everything is Yeah, the standards was crazy, man. I mean, but like you said, music does play a big part. Like, I mean, especially from New Orleans, like music is yeah and everything, even with sports, like, you know going to HBCU or, or whatever, or even like the high schools, like you stay the for the halftime show. You stay right. for the halftime. Yeah, as soon as halftime over, you gone. You, you right. know, or you I'm come. Or you well, come they say right I'm going to beat that traffic. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or you come at halftime. It was either that or. Too. You know, so that it was too. about which, which way you wanted to do it. But like you said, the music does shape everything. And that, that makes me, y'all got me really thinking about this, how much this damn music is to shape the form of me. Out here in these streets, still. I got and, and that's the one thing I feel bad about with, with my kids. You know, they they're not growing up with that New Orleans bands mm -hmm. uh, culture. Like when we, we went to the Battle of Bands last year. Uh, was it like, uh, earlier this I think year? It was with, last with year HB, with, with the with, at HBCUs, and all. Uh, and you know, I'm sitting up there, you know, loving it. Now, and, and my kids are like, damn, this is. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now that hurt my soul, nigga. That <laughs> <is> <laughs> 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 I'm 
Oh, speaking about HBCU school, did you see what um Amazon um ex wife did? Oh yeah, twenty. Did she? Is she the one to get a twenty million to Xavier? Yeah, she do. She did three hundred million to five three um to five different schools. Oh yeah, yeah, she, she did. I did see that. Yeah, I'm like, what nigga she dealing with? Uh, made her around here give her three hundred mil. <laughs> nah, but it goes back to what we said previous on the previous episode. It's it's uh going with the trend. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, that's keep that popularity. Twenty mil, thirty million, like she said, like fifty million at Howard. 20 to, um, but to again, speed. these are the most popular HBCUs. Um, right. I think uh, Bamani Jones was saying the other day was like, you know, there's a bunch of more HBCUs, and well, he was course. like, yes, I would love to see my HBCU get the money, but he's like, I can't hate on the next one. So right. it's like, you know, she's of course sending it to the most popular ones. To that's why I feel like it's a trendy movie. Well, I thought it was surprising that she did Xavier though. I mean, Xavier is popular, but it's like, medical yeah. field. Medical oh, field. Cool, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, they, they pharmacy. They put out more pharmacists than any other school in the country. Ah, uh, facts. Okay. So, so she she did a homework. Okay, so let's, yeah. so your girl did a homework. So she knows what the deal is. Okay. Good luck. Surgical yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Good thing. But yeah, so that's cool. But like, well, like I said, we're back to the music though. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, but that was my red flag, man. It, it was there. Now that just added to the list. There, I, I just never heard that one before. We had a breakthrough today. And, and she, you know, and the thing is, too, she's freaking forty-seven. So she, well, she in the right, she's in the right age bracket wow. to enjoy this music. So I was thinking exactly. maybe, maybe she was younger. No, wow. she's forty-seven. You know, I only deal with oldest. Y'all know I don't deal with no youngins. I don't deal with all the chicks. So this was even crazier. Yeah, that that that's a big red flag, there. Yeah, that Raheem. that was a yeah, that was oh. a humongous one. So we got Raheem Godell in the building. So uh, just to kind of bring up the speed, we got a new red flag. If a woman does not like Sade or Anita Baker. Okay, I give I give you that. Or or if if I was like this, it's a red flag for me if you haven't been to Essence Fest one time. If you at least if you're from the South. Yeah. If you're from the South, right. you have to at least been one time. I can understand somebody from North, East, or West Coast, but if you're from the South, I was going to say that too about Essence Fest. Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that red flag because I haven't been to Essence. Remember now, I went through hell with, with the ex-wife and wagged-ass kids, and I worked two jobs all forever for a 10-year no, 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 no. But you didn't, you haven't been with me or Floyd? No, like this. I've been in the city while Essence was going on. I just never. We, I'm talking about in, during high school. You ain't never been in the dome with us. We used to get in for free. Dude, Essence ain't come out to after. No, I was already out. No, Essence came time. in '95. Yeah, right. When year you graduated. Yeah, the year I graduated. Oh. Was right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm it. saying. So like, yeah, I I was kind of already remember. I left in '96. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, me and Raheem, we uh remember yeah, we finessed our never, way into the, the to the to the suites. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the elevators. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Remember, now, I was in, that was in the peak of the child support days, man. I was like, struggling in these streets. Now, now I'm back to normal here. I'll, I'll probably will go now. Well, oh, you know what? Forward. You know what? Actually, actually, this now this is a turn of time. Anthony, I'm on your side, brother. Keep strong, Captain School Faith. <laughs> you can't talk to him about paid in full until your ass go to Essence. Ooh. 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 
damn. Fuck all that. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the city while Essence was going on, so I was oh, out no, there no. in the Essence Fest is now uh what you call it, uh is a is a uh, R and B Woodstock now. You gotta go. It, no, it wasn't like I didn't want to go. My finances would not allow me to go. It ain't like I would try to. This nigga just willingly not want to watch fucking pay it in full. That is just a whole other ball game. It's not a willingness. There's a willingness, nigga. That shit was right there in your in your grasp till the shit that I was pulled from Netflix. Nah, man. Oh man. Now, I don't know he was he trying to come in off the back with the with the hot shots. Exactly. <laughs> gotta gotta be that six man, you know what I'm saying? Gotta be that six man off the bench. Gotta, man, gotta I'm trying to, I'm out here trying to be a fucking respectable ass father. You fucking take care of your ragged ass children provide them for for going to essence. And this is what the fuck I get in return now. Nigga try to take shots. I'm like, we gonna compare the two. Fuck all that. Nah, there ain't no comparison. I don't hear nothing about no music. Don't tell me about no beat you can't see until you get to essence. <laughs> hey, that's a whole nother year away. <laughs> exactly. We had a whole pandemic. Pandemic took the shit away, nigga. <laughs> good luck. All right. That was that was actually a good come in. And I was late, you know what I mean? So I, I take credit for it. That was a good one though. I respect yeah, that, it though. That was a, but that was the red flag we talked about. That kind of came up like literally as we, we started recording. It was like I, I ain't never heard of anyone that don't like one or the other. And older. Right. So I can understand if a younger person never heard of Shad Day. I've heard people say that or never heard of Nita Baker. If you're under 35, but, I can somewhat work with you. But I'm like, I shouldn't be talking to nobody under 35. But I can understand if they didn't. You know, but 47 years old and Ryan talking about she don't like. Yeah, that was a red flag. I said, uh -huh, this is why you gone. Yeah, man. I, I can't so, yeah. Like I said, as long as I can remember, those are two voices. Them two voices, Luther and Tina Marie. Those are like the some of the first vocals. Oh, Earth Wind and Fire and Earth Wind and Fire. Frankie Bailey and Maze. Yep, they add them to the list too. Like how you don't know. Well, let me put it like, has he at least listened to their music? Well, she's listened, but she just said she's just not a fan of it. Of course she's heard it. She ain't got no track but to hear it, but she don't. It's something she said she just preferred not to listen to. What, who this person is? There was somebody I was dealing with that is now gone. Okay. Like recently gone or? Recently gone. And they said they ain't like who? Anita Baker or Sade. They a woman? Yes, <laughs> of course. Yes, she is. Yes. And, she, and the fucking thing, she from Louisiana, but she from Northern Louisiana, but she go to Essence every Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Actually, oh, you know what, We got to make that another red flag. If, you, if a chick from North Louisiana run. No, no, no. I'm going to say that. Anything above Lafayette? Anything above Lafayette? No, I know. No, anything no. above Alexander. Oh, yeah, where he was talking about that earlier. Yeah. I can't say that because North Louisiana be good to me. <laughs> well, see, it been good to you. It been, it been good to me. Here's what I say: I, I don't have anything against North Louisiana. I, I don't think that North Louisiana is part of the Louisiana we grew up with. Yeah, no, I, no, I, no. I, I think, there's New Orleans, and then there's Louisiana. I, I think if you're in, I think Shreveport is East Texas. 
I think Mon Monroe is uh, West Mississippi. And, uh, you know, maybe Grambling and Ruston and all that, that's South Arkansas. They can have, <laughs> you know, yeah, y'all have that. I will say, I will say, once you pass, once you go beyond Opelousas, the culture is gone. No, I'll say I, Alexandria. I'll say Alexandria. I've been there several times. Talk about Alexandria you know. as far as what? The culture? Yeah. Yeah. They got a, they got enough of it. It's not a, that's mm -hmm. where it starts fading now. It starts fading right when you get there though. I think, it I fades think, there. I think it's all fading once it gets to Opelousas. And it gets I mean technically how I mean okay, I like this. So you got hundred percent in New Orleans, you got ninety-eight percent in Baton Rouge, you got uh seventy-five percent in Lafayette, you got fifty percent in Lake Charles. Once you get to get to Opelousas, it's like it's uh, under fifty. And then once you start going up, you get to 40. And it's like, at that point, you don't want to deal with it. And as you go up <laughs> as, as you go right. to Shreveport and whatever, it's like. East Texas. What the heck? <laughs> like, like, why am I not Saints fans? But, right. you, know, you know, so, so it's kind of like, so it, but my hope, but my hope thing is you can take that same theory, go, go to Mississippi and they're in, in up, up North Mississippi. They're more culturally connected to New Orleans than it is in North Louisiana. Because it's people from New Orleans that moved up there. That's a, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's it's always been that way. It's they they always they appreciated they appreciated many fresh and cash money in that area way more than they did in Shreveport and in Bossier City. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I see all that. Yeah. Well, like the Shreveport don't count. We don't even connect Shreveport to anything like you said. Oh, Louisiana, shit, right on the goddamn border. That's Texas, like you said. I might well just put a like a little chip in the boot right there and just gonna knock that out and just call it a day. It says Shreveport, Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. The, the, the cotton mouse in that area be good to me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I would agree. I would agree. And you know, shout out, shout out to all the people I know in both. I, I, I did, I did six months there, and mm. oh no, don't get it twisted now. Okay, like this, I've had a. I've had a good run with Northern Louisiana runs though, but ain't nothing like would be long term. But definitely were good runs. I'll say that they they are definitely different than than down south. Yeah, they they have a they have a, a particular skill set that is very strong. That we have a, uh, one of our other brothers that don't like you know is not particularly liking of that skill set. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm out of> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hey man you know uh before before we get ahead of this time we got three minutes to 30 minutes <laughs> okay. on that note we'll cut this head off right here <laughs> Link again. just say i'm just i would just happen to say that they do have a particular skill set that is good and i will always give them props for that uh, why, like, I, I will always entertain them for so long, but it, it, there's not going to be a long run with them. Hey, you ain't got to cut this off. But she took the gristle off my head. I was like, personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we in in here. <laughs> All right, let's go right back. All right. Hey, hey, shout out to Southern Classic Chicken Boy. They had them sucking the gristle off them things back then. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, this is a topic that we kind of touched on before. Um, 
as far as changing how we vote as a nation. Um, I know a lot of people are pushing to vote by mail and those deadlines are coming, coming close to an end. Um, at the same time, conveniently, post office is going to shit in the meantime. I know we said before, it's like, we, you know, whether you vote online or vote via your phone, we were saying that regardless of how you do it, somebody's going to figure out a way to corrupt it. So, bam, here we go. So we, we're pushing people to, to mail in their votes. And the post office, as of late, all of a sudden, they ain't offering overtime, they ain't offering hours to people and shit like that. So I know, we, you know, you're surprised, not surprised, or, or you think it actually can get, get even worse. Oh, it's going to get even worse because, as you notice, with the stimulus package, they're trying to not put in the um, evictions and um, foreclosures on here. So they're trying to get people out of their houses on top of that. Guess what? What you can't do, you can't mail in vote if you ain't got no address. Mm. Like, shit getting, just like, shit is just getting deeper and deeper of how this dude is going to do whatever he got to do to keep votes from coming in. So now the address, post office, all comes into the same and the same now, it's getting real. Yeah. Like I said, me and Tony Love here is waiting on the same goddamn package for a month now. She crazy. Just sitting in the city <laughs> we in. Just in sitting the there. In the city, just sitting there. Like, can't get it. We look at our tracking stuff, still sitting at the same fucking postal spot. Mine's been sitting for a whole week. His just got to Houston, but mine, mine's been sitting for a week. Yeah. And, it, and my post office is around the corner. Literally, oh, no. around the corner. Can't trust the government for shit. Um, exactly. I don't know. This is going to be. Uh, I don't know, man. Even with that, I don't, I still don't think that he's going to. I don't think he's still win, though. Like I think I think there's too many too many white boats that he's he's burned bridges with, um, along the way. Hey man, we thought white women were gonna vote for this fool because he said grab him by the pussy and they still fucking voted for his ass. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I don't I, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat with you though. I don't think he's gonna pull it all this time, but it's like you can't still put nothing past him. Yeah. <clears throat> and you gotta take the vote serious. Um Right. And then even you know, with, if you um, still you don't get the right young people, and if you don't get the right young people to like pick the right person for the young people to want to come out to vote, they ain't going to come vote again. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be 100% with y'all. I, I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think whatever matters will probably get him out of office. Anyway, and, and the reason why is because I think, I think this is how much people kind of got mad at Hillary because they, they believe that she lied about the whole, uh, whatever. I think now we have notable facts that, you know, since his presidency that he lied the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Right. My thing is, if you, if, you, if you know white people about anything, even though they probably are shaky about it themselves, they are, they are very aggressive about integrity for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, once, yeah, once, that's kind of true. Yeah, you got a point. So once, Makes no sense. The <laughs> <laughs> boy saying white men can't jump? Now that's a man with integrity. You know what I'm saying? They take, take pride in that shit. So, so I would say, like, you know, due to their, their, their prideful thing for integrity and stuff like that, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think whoever it is will probably win by a landslide because 
one, there, there were no jobs put back in, in the in the, the little what you call that belt or whatever you call it, that he promised. Uh, warehouse jobs have not, you know. Oh, 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 yeah. You talking about yeah, all of the coal miners and simple mine, you know, the the steel mills and yeah, coal yeah. was coming back. Like who's who <laughs> investing in coal? Two thousand twenty, two thousand. You know, what I'm saying that's right. And you said that shit, I was like, I was like, nah, you tripping. And he told those, you know, those small like Ohio and Kentucky. Oh, whatever little companies was there. Oh, they're not gonna go nowhere. There. They asked his ASAP with them. As soon as he got elected, I'm living with the Mexico ASAP, and you know, and it ended up being jobless. So you got a point. Yeah, the misleadings of the things he said to a lot of people. That's the people we weren't about. Is those people? That's how he got in. Was the ones that the white folks don't ever think about. They white, you know, the white trash ones that they don't respect is the ones that helped him get into office. Yeah. yeah. But but my thing is like even with that being said. And, and this is me just being completely honest. I think majority of the white people finally learn their place dealing with uh, the white people. You know, I mean, it, I mean, my, my thing is, if, as much as much as as much as the world wants to paint it a black and white thing, it's, it's more money thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. money. Right. It's, it's more Places. of a class thing. But yeah, classes. It's more classes. But the white, the poor white people think they just as equal as. The middle class white folks, but they the white middle class white folks look at the poor, you know, the lower income white folks as ain't shit neither. Right, but that's just the thing or whatever. I think for most of them, is and and this this is the reason why I say there's a there's a huge shift that we probably don't know about. Because for once, for once in our lifetime, we're really seeing in southern states or in states where it was very, very highly, you know, you know, poor white, you know what I'm saying, lower class white, you know what I mean? Or lower class in general, that's just like that. That they're literally saying, you know what, black people, brown people, y'all are right, and they're and they're agreeing. Like like you like like I know I know on on the, on the front end, it just seems like it's a black and white thing still with racism and stuff. But you see a mass majority of white people on social media, in the news. Of course, you know you have those people that you know you see the KKK markings and stuff like that. You know whatever the case may be. But you certainly see a lot of underclass white people, just like underclass black people realize like we're not too far away from each other. And they're really oh, yeah. getting along. No, no, more they're identifying it more so now than they did back when everything was, you know, like when, when uh, uh, Obama was president or Bush was president. Because you know, but I think I think right now currently I think I think people know their place. Like, hey look, you know, I'm no different than so and so or so and so. Or they, we they, they you know I, I would say one thing in this presidency, we finally, I think people finally realize, like, hey, look, their place in the society. Like, hey, yeah, if you're rich and you, and you don't like black people, you can say that and not, and not necessarily mean, you know, you, you won't be touched because guess what, you know, whatever. But if you're poor and you're racist, they don't work very well because we can put their hands on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. you know what I'm saying? I'll just like the same thing for, you know, blacks or whatever, you know, black bigots or, you know, even, I, like, the one thing I learned was Hispanic bigots, you know what I'm saying? And, and also, uh, yeah. Oh man, I didn't know about that. Well, here in Texas, dude, well, you want to learn about some racism? Tell a fun, ask a California Mexican how they feel about a Texas Mexican. Oh, yeah. Is she real? Like, like even like even here in Texas or whatever, I would just I would just like be person. I was like, wow, like 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 the immigration issues that you know immigration run mm -hmm. Immigration, like a lot of people. I mean, Latinos depending on where they are, feel 
unfortunately feel dramatically different by immigration. So like you said, right. Texas, um, Florida, you know, California, New York, they all will feel differently by immigration, you know, right. based on right. where they at and what they had to deal with. So, or like you said, even like you were talking about Mexican from Cali and Texas, like, or even go from country to country, Dominicans, call a Dominican and Mexican mm -hmm. if you want. Yeah. And see what's going to happen. And, and that's, that's why I, I wasn't, I, did, I didn't take offense to Joe Biden's comments about, uh, you know, the, the Latin community being more diverse than uh, the black community. Because universally, you know, we, we, we on the same lines that there's, there's a few of us that said, you know, that how you Republican? Oh, okay, all right, you, you do your thing. But like in the Latin community, there's different levels to that. Like you said, yeah. call Dominican yeah. or Mexican. You know, Cali, yeah. you know, Cali, Cali Mexicans. Yeah, Cali, yeah, you call the Dominican Puerto Rican is getting real, or Cuban, uh, you know, it, it just like you said, so many levels. And that's yeah. where it's, yeah, it's way more different than us. This is black, uh, African. Because the, the first time I learned there's different levels is when I, I don't know if y'all remember the coach uh, a long time ago for uh, Devil Nuggets, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he got fired. Uh, after the game, because uh, some Spanish uh, fans were yelling at him, and he's like, "Shut the hell up, you damn Mexicans!" And you know, he got fired for that. They're like, "What? What? Are they Mexicans? No, they were actually from Guatemala." We're like, "Oh, yeah, being called a Mexican is like being called a nigger <laughs> to, yeah. to uh, some people from other places." And like, dang. But the but the but the, the I, I was like this, and this is one thing that I probably learned over the last eight years being here in Texas and meeting a vast diverse of Latin culture. You know what I mean? Like, how about that? You know what I mean? Y'all niggas too. Y'all just don't. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. No, but they don't, but that's the, that's, but that's the thing why I said California. You just got dropped off at a different, plot, different right, place. That's why the California Mexicans do not like respect Texas because they, they don't really think that they will just go along with whoever is like popular. They don't go whatever side. They don't think for themselves. Whoever they feel like it benefit them is who they gonna rock with. And they don't, they don't think for themselves. They just gonna go whoever can like keep them a job and they straight and all that. They don't think for themselves. No nothing. But California makes them. You know they they about their rights. They gonna speak up. They ain't about mm -hmm. to be no yes people. They feel like uh, Texas makes them a super yes people, and they can't stand that shit for nothing. Well, I was like, this. San Antonio does a, gr a great job of being independent. I? Fuck San Antonio. I can't stand San Antonio. I don't know nothing about it. I just... San, San, Antonio, San Antonio and El Paso pretty much said, we're going to do what we want to do. San Antonio's good for the family. Yeah. That's a Hey, I'll rock with Charles on San Antonio, nigga. I'll be all fucking all day by San Antonio, nigga. I knew that was coming. Oh, oh yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm the only it's good, for the family. good in San Antonio. Yeah. It's doing good in San Antonio. No, so I, I did. I like. I can't. I hate San Antonio with a passion, boy. God damn, I can't do that. I can't. I can't stand that city. That shit was depressing. Uh, it don't remind you of New Orleans. Hmm? Who? What? San Antonio don't remind you of New Orleans? Yeah, Hell no. What? 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 What the fuck you talking about? It would remind me of Shreveport. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another Shreveport. That fucking river walk is so fucking disappointing in the day. It's all that dirty ass water. Hey man, that's no, no a creek. Was Charles you, you thinking about military 
wise. That's 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 why you're you're oh, your view yeah. on these skews. Military wise, yeah, y'all number y'all had number fun all day mm-hmm. every day. But oh, military, you, know, you, you you getting the top talent, military. That's yeah. right. That's that's why that, that's why I saw the top talent was uh, <laughs> was when a military camp. Right, exactly. So, I mean, but, people, I, but but that is my thought in regards to just. I think I think this this election is going to be very very one sided. I, I mean, if you if you were in the fishing community or form, in the former community, you got to be changing. You're like, nah, we we can't have this dude. All the and, money they lost it these man, last four years. Go right. Go, go on YouTube. Go on YouTube and look at people's confession who voted one way. And now mm-hmm. there's a whole there's a there's a whole like I want. Yeah. Say, oh yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. There's a whole segment on that on YouTube and you know and and on TikTok too, where it kind of where people talk about like, hey, I voted for him because he was a businessman. I really didn't trust Hillary Clinton, but now my mind got changed and I and I can't deal with this no more. And this is this is what I don't know how the hell you're gonna trust a businessman that filed a bankruptcy damn near seven times. Like I don't know what the fuck you <laughs> think this is better than you worry about a woman that that here's some fucking documents that they had shit to do with us in the first place. That's foreign affairs. That ain't about y'all wasn't on U.S. soil. That's overseas somewhere else. But y'all worry about being lied to about some piece of paper that ain't got shit to do with us. No, at the end of the day, that's more so of it being a woman too, though. And yeah. I, exactly, that's what it was all about. In the, the bigger picture, was the fact it was a woman and that she was legitimately capable of running this shit. Like we said this earlier, like you were surprised how many people, how many women voted for forty-five, but women, white educated women, white educated right. women. But at the same time, women don't trust women. <laughs> exactly. So that's the real issue. They'll they'll take a, a borderline man over another woman because they're gonna always second guess what a woman's intention is. Oh, but this is factual. But that's another thing that reason why I kind of say it's, it's gonna be one sided because feminism increased since then. Yeah. So, so you can't necessarily. I mean, like that's. You know, so you, you you have that 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 increase uh, the the awareness of uh, mental health and you know him you know making fun of mental health people increase mm-hmm. uh, mental health yeah um the disabled he made fun of disabled people this man he's been on he had a hell of a run here in this four years <laughs> taking shots at a lot of people yeah you know it's the, things the like that. The whole, I mean, don't get me wrong, whatever. I, I can. Oh, we got freeze. We got another. No, one. I thought no, that nigga yeah. froze. I thought you froze. I was about to get you, nigga. <laughs> Y'all some heartless motherfuckers. But I, but here's my thing. I can. I kid you not. I, I put. I put a hundred dollars on this. I wouldn't be surprised in this presidential campaign run. John McCain get brought up. Oh, yeah. I would be surprised by, by forty five. By forty five, I can see them doing some stupid shit like that. No, no, I'm surprised by whoever is an opponent. You know, whoever is the opponent against forty five will literally bring up everything that he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, by saying, oh, what? Yeah. I don't think Biden. I don't think Biden will run that go that route of just yeah. bringing up shit. I don't see that. I, honestly, hey, let me let me show you how. Depending how low the opponent goes. Well, yeah, okay. If if Trump go too low, then yeah, you gotta go out there and bring up. And, 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 and Biden will definitely, you know, he would go there. 
Hey, yeah, he don't go like you said. That, that as you said it that way. If forty five goes super low, then yeah, you gotta bring up you know John McCain like that to just get his mind right and let people see the bigger picture. So you're right. Let me show you. Let me show you how this how this, run, how this re-election thing is gonna work out. You gonna have Joe Biden who's gonna be petty as hell, right? You gonna have the Obamas, the Obamas being very honest going going into the, you know supporting this whatever. Then you're gonna have the Bushes in his mix or whatever. And of course, you know the love, you know, George Bush had for Michelle Obama. And it, so you, so you yes. got, so, you, so you're gonna have so much togetherness on one side. And the Clintons, don't forget the Clintons coming in there, power power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, you can, you can, they can do it out there, you know what I mean? I mean, you can get Bill and say, hey, you know, Bill, play it, play it. Yeah, them Clintons, them Clintons hot right now. They don't need that, they don't need to be involved in shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. That is a good call. They are, yeah, they are. You know, I wouldn't know that, bro. I need to stop mine. Yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill. Okay, Hillary probably will say something, not Bill. But 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 here's another thing, whatever. Joe Biden's vice president will be a woman. Yeah, a black. Well, we know woman. that oh, black woman. Yeah, it's gonna be, and it's gonna be a black woman. We just he just trying to figure out which one is gonna be though, and, if, and everything. And if that's successful, the next. Election after that, whoever, whatever the term, whatever the case may be, I want to see Hispanic or an Asian man run this country. That's gonna be some. That's gonna be some fire shit right there. I, I, I was rocking with Andrew Young anyway. I was liking Andrew. He he was a little too, I think, radical, but I was liking the vibe that he was on though. So that was an Asian cat that was you know from Cali. So I think he was kind of he was on point. He was saying some things that I didn't have no issues with. So. We shall see. I think I feel like Biden will go with the safe route and go with Harris. Oh, he should not do that. I don't think he that's exactly. I feel the same way. I don't think he should. I like I like Rice more. But they all like the thing they want. I was like, they got the nerve to point out something like, well, she don't have any um experience, you know, out here. I'm like, oh, who the fuck 25 is? Right. This dude ain't been in office at all. At least, he, at least he's worked under Obama and everything I, in the bigger picture. I think the the two that he that he is gonna pick out is gonna be out of Val Demings, uh, the representative out of Florida, or uh, Tulsi Gabbard. The Florida chick, yeah. I can see what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know too much more about. Uh, the Tulsi Gabbard, uh, her her whole thing is she don't take no super PAC money. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So if you you bring her in, you like not, there's nobody influencing me but me. Yeah, mm. nah, that, one, that ain't happening. Yeah, so you, so you you bring her you bring her as the as the VP. You know, she's gonna have her own mind and then you know do that, her own thing. Now nah, that ain't gonna fly. <laughs> Say that right now. You did that one now. You at least got to be low-key on that part, dude. If you ain't going to take it, just keep it low-key. You can't but, make that. But, you know, she said, yeah, once, once she, once she uh, let people know that she ain't taking no super PAC money, no lobbyists was fucking with her. Exactly. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That ain't going to fly, dude. Like, nah. All you oh, know. Oh, you weird. <laughs> you different. Right. <laughs> we will need this honesty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, in here. Oh, the fuck come out on. Of here. 
man. We need baby steps, man. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't go that that far left. Yeah. That's some Sanders radical shit right there, nigga. Nah, come on, man. Baby steps. So no simple pack money. <laughs> yeah. We, we gotta get a couple of dollars out of these deals. God damn. Get with the world. Like, nah. Yeah. So. Oh man. Corruption of politics, man. Oh yeah. Big business. Big bang, take little bang. So we can go on a wrap up. So uh Tony Love, what have we learned this week on the podcast? What did we learn? We learned that Jaleel Okafor still plays for the Pelicans. Uh Hall of Fame players can't be successful coaches or GMs. Rick Ross and Two Chains versus was not a battle, it was a celebration. Uh Anita Baker set the standards too high for the Taki. <laughs> And five, the last one there, Northern Louisiana women have a particular set of skills. Skills that make women like them a nightmare for women from South Louisiana. Shout out to Taken. Best trailer ever. <laughs> <laughs> Special skill set. Um, I know you came in late. Raheem Odell, what you got? Uh, to, to piggyback off of uh, Mr. Love's uh, last comment or whatever, uh, shout out to Southern Chicken for allowing these women up north to, to, to suck the gristle off of any, any and everything. I forgot about Southern Chicken. Southern Chicken was good. It was classic chicken, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I would say uh, paid in full don't mean shit until essence is done. <laughs> Damn. I, but that's a little different, though. Nah, nah, bro. That's, a, that's, a, that's something that you can knock out, man. Um, but, but I am surprised that he hasn't went. Like I said, we used to get him for free. You know what? He probably was trying to avoid it because a certain individual was not there most of the time. No. I wouldn't try to that avoid it. That might have been it. Huh? I wouldn't try to avoid anything, honestly. Like, I was always in the city. Like, I, like it's been a couple of times I was in the city, but I was just in the, I was in all the clubs. That was going on with Essence, but I just didn't go in the Superdome. Now, I was saying, but you know, like normally, you know, normally during that time frame, from my understanding, my my history of what was going on in the city or whatever, Auntie was in the city, so Bobby probably didn't even go to Essence Fest. Well, then I'll let you know Destiny played itself properly there for me to not to be nowhere up in there. Oh so man, <laughs> she would have been plotting a long time ago, huh? Yes, yeah, exactly. But hey, that's all they everything happens for a reason, you bastard. But it's all good. He's like, I see them in whispers. Yeah. <laughs> Back of shop. God, he was young then, but look at him, he grown now. Young Tenderoni. <laughs> yes, I'm saved there. I was saved then. I'm good to go. That's that's a black pilgrimage that you need to make. Yeah, man, I'm surprised at that one. I am I'm truly surprised about that one. Well, Especially I, with I all the artists I've been through. Yeah. I'm not but I'm not a big concert person, I'll tell you that. Honestly. And I don't like big I don't like big crowds. But that's the thing, is like you, like you don't go to the bigger room. You can you can go like the little small rooms. Yeah, they got that's, the, that's I more know, they got the lounges. I to say I know they got all of that, but like I said, I'm just not big on it. But at the same time, money wasn't right. 
It just wasn't this this time it was bad for me. I had a hell of a I, I got you know, I got I got regrets in these streets right now, you know. So I had to live, you know. Let me um now the regrets are grown. I'm good now. 2021, you have no excuse but to go with us. Well, it depends on who the lineup is now. I ain't just gone oh, just to be hey. gone. And off I need of, a legit lineup of, to be gone. Off of yam, off of yam credentials, you should go. Don't even worry about the lineup. No, don't, don't worry, worry about, about the lineup. Yeah, that's really? yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the lineup is the cherry that. on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what, see, that's the thing. I want the cherry on top of the lineup all the extra on everything. See, oh, yeah, oh, I got, hey, like I told you, man, I need a bigger gave me standards in these streets, man. I'm just living I, off of that. I will, I will let you know right now, that's since 2021 is going to be so jam-packed with talent. That's it's facts, too, though. Yeah, that's the good Because people, artists are going to be starving to perform. Yeah, that's so true, though. That line is going to be beyond crazy. That's okay. And, that's a safe bet. That's and, a safe bet. And the yam potential is going to probably, probably be like the most biggest instance fest ever in a while because everybody's yeah. going yeah. to. Touche. All right, so touche. I'm going to get my hotel room early because I already know. I, I think this is going to be like, uh, this is going to have that Super Bowl impact, Super Bowl, Sugar Bowl impact. Because okay. having work in the hotels down there, when Super Bowl comes in, hotels fill up all the way as East Gulfport and all the way as West as Lafayette just to come yeah. to the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be that big next year. Okay. I can, okay. No matter what. 20, okay. 20, so no, no matter what? Yeah. Hey, record that. We're going to play that again. You're going to just like fucking. Uh, Raiders and goddamn Cowboys uh, Saints game, whatever case may be. Hey man, pandemic killed that, so you got to hold that one now. Hey, everything um, may, should be back to normal next year. I, I, I'm there. I have no excuse. Remember, I sold off the books. Yeah, like, hey, we got to celebrate, man. That's a good right. celebration. So see, it's a win-win. See, look, it's destined for me to go in 21. Sold off the books. I'm good to go as a celebration. So now, nah, fuck it. Yeah, you got me. I ain't no reneging, no nothing. I'm there. You got me. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> Wait, so whoa, I whoa. I'm a freeze here. Uh oh. So if yeah. I go, uh, I'm floor freeze. <laughs> yeah, we got no, a floor good. freeze. Yeah, you got no. it. Yeah, you froze. Batman froze. I froze. A lot of next so, if I if I got this right, I, I I don't have I have until next to Essence Fest 2021 to watch oh, no, Peyton Fuck all that. No more time. It's not even on Netflix no more, so you ain't got no time. Nah, I have to rent it now. <laughs> exactly. You gotta you gotta now invest in this. <laughs> so nah, you ain't got nothing. Nah, you ain't got nothing to hold off no nothing. So nah, hold that. Nah. So, but no, for sure, you got me. Now you got me. I, I will be in the city in 21. We'll be have, in the city. Have you been to Jazz Fest? Yeah, I've been to Jazz Fest. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> we, have to, we have to check that real quick, huh? Nigga. No, no, no. I've been to the Jazz Fest a couple I've been twice to the all Jazz right, Fest. All right. But, nah, um, but yeah, I have not. Yeah, but yeah, I just... I've been in the city, just never went inside the Superdome, but I've been in the city, though. Hey, hey, it's Tony, Andy. Uh, man, I don't, I don't like jazz press. I don't like jazz press at all. 
<laughs> Y'all cold blooded boy. Y'all some cold blooded motherfuckers. Uh, on that note, I can I can jump in here. Uh, what I have learned is that y'all ain't shit. Y'all, ain't, y'all take every opportunity to take a shot at, at one of the brothers, man. about taking shots and just was, was presented was presented. It's all that is. Ain't like we looking for it. If it certainly happens, you get it, that's it, that's what's what called life. That's what life is all about. Oh man, y'all cold blooded boy. Y'all cold blooded. On that note, too, Gentry got to go. <laughs> yeah, Gentry got to go. Yeah, yeah. Gentry got to go. No doubt, though. But, hey, man, everybody, we all got our flaws, as you can see. I ain't been to S's, you know, totally love ass ain't seen, goddamn, paid in full. You know, Batman got the neck freezes on a consistent basis. <laughs> Raheem Goodell, we, we going to catch you. We going to eventually catch you. We going to catch that moment with you in due time. And then our other brother, that has a particular not a particular skill he is not fond of is you know it is what it is and we just kind of go from there. <laughs> I, I, how about this? I can give you my flaw right now. No, 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 no. We don't want you to give us nothing. No, we, no, no. Further, we need it on our own. What's the fun in that? <laughs> We're gonna yeah. make our own goddamn flaw first of all. It ain't about you. You giving us one that ain't gonna work. We will find it right. on our own. We already we already had to deal with you the first few episodes. You not showing up. How you to be the producer and run yeah. the fantasy league mm-hmm. and not show up in the first four episodes? Let, That's why you got the name Raheem Cadell. Present itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. It's called when, whenever we see you, we see you. We know you. Well, you got the typical nigga flaw. We see you when we see you, but we were looking for the more in depth flaw. Hey, at least I show up. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I I was I was working hard. I had to do some things. Then I, I said, you know what, podcast time. It's still on here. So I came on, came right in the gate with the mix, with the comments. You know what I'm saying? I, I provided scope and reasoning right off the rim. You know what I'm saying? I didn't come in here and say, I didn't like Jazz Fest. Never liked Jazz Fest. <laughs> 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 and, they said some bad stuff. So that's all uh, I was doing. You know, I might not, I know, I know, I know I'm not shit, but. Yeah, at least I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Hey, man. We all got our moments of not being shit, though. But hey, it is what it is. So we all maintain. But we'll find, we, when we find that floss, we will, we, we will crown you with it. Like the late gray, Danny Green would say, they all who we thought they were. <laughs> crown their ass. We're going to crown you when it's time to crown you. So don't worry. Air mm-hmm. King, uh, we close with you. Anything else you want to add on top of your your Essence Fest uh, commitment for next year? No, I mean, only other thing is like I, I realized that um, I have a standard that I have an expectation from chicks to be on the level of Anita Baker. I guess that's what I've come to the realization. I gotta stop listening to Anita if I want a realistically chance of getting a relationship because shit ain't gonna happen. You know, I got I gotta I gotta suffer like y'all niggas suffer. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, bro? Actually, actually, you should make that phrase a T-shirt comment, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, Anita said the standards too high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I I love you just because, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I learned. Is like Anita has set the standards for me that I didn't, that I really did not know that I had. So that's that was groundbreaking for me. I gotta do a lot of self evaluation. I think I'm about to go make a 
a doggone all-female hip-hop mixtape now. Cause this is the, this, so I can get some pure ignorance in my life. Hey, man. Hey, right talk now. about the t-shirt, though. Man, I get one of our guests from last week. She made t-shirts. She might be able to put a t-shirt, put that on a t-shirt for you, dog, and ship it to you. Oh, which one? Brandy. Well, that's the one that don't give us uh, no no sanitizer, no supplies. No, B B got the um, the sanitizer and stuff. She gave it to Randy. But yeah, Randy do do shirts and stuff. So might have to put that on a t-shirt, man. Yeah, I may have to. Yeah, that's a good t-shirt to have. Yeah, need a big set my standards high. Oh, you bitches. <laughs> Oh, and another T-shirt request that I have is, is you know, uh, Sugar Daddy's going in, in the tw late 2020. Can't beat Wagner's meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was forever the funniest thing I seen on the highway when I saw that on the truck. I, I think that's on. on uh, that, there's a website called New Orleans Tees. I think they have that that T-shirt. Well, it's a business. It's a real like yeah. that's a real you know. So I I guess it's around Lafayette. So I remember coming across that that long ass bridge, mm -hmm. uh, seen it on the back of a truck. You know what I? You know one of our uptown people's making t shirts now too. I know in the ATL area. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. um, you do know. I might get one. Who? Who? Oh, okay. My neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, we know that day, so yeah, so yeah, she out there making teas now herself. I've been noticing that she got her own site and everything now. The hustle is real. Exactly. This is the time to do it. So that's a wrap for us. We'll be back next week. Uh, maybe Raheem will show up on time. Talking about you doing work, but real shout out to Raheem Godell being the MVP this weekend. Meeting me halfway. Getting these big head kids back to Texas. And we ain't talking about no mighty eight either, halfway either. Shit, goddamn it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whatever. Hey, but I, I will say like this, you know, just to kind of just put emphasis on it. Jackson, Mississippi, you got some some cornbread yams up there. Oh yes, they do. Yes, they do. Y'all even y'all uh, still, still rock them finger waves, which I don't get down with, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we'll be back next week. 